go again. Welcome to another episode of Pog Talk, the space where we explore POC issues, ideas, and experiences. My name is Brian, aka B Rye. And before we start, I want to thank you not only for tuning in to Pog Talk, but also for being a part of an even bigger movement. And that's the hashtag support Brown podcast, hashtag support POC podcast movement. There's a lot of content creators out there. There's a lot of podcasts out there that are trying to do something great, man. Like I've said in previous episodes, I've had a chance to meet a lot of really cool people in this world. And I'm just humbled to be a part of it. And I'm excited to see where it goes. So stay tuned and keep supporting us because, again, that's what keeps us coming back. Can't say this enough. So keep sharing. If you haven't subscribed, go subscribe. And if you haven't reviewed, go review, go rate us on iTunes, the Apple Podcasts app, or Google Play Music, or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is basically a follow-up to the previous episode with Mr. Steven Cruz. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, I suggest you go check it out because um, it was a great conversation that I had with Steven, uh, a good friend of mine. And if you haven't checked it out, he started this program called AFCHA which stands for Academia de Fútbol Juvenil Amatense. It's a mouthful. And that directly translates to Youth Soccer Academy of Los Amates, which is, Los Amates is the town that his mom grew up in. So when we last checked in with Steven, he just shared with us his life story and his experience bringing this program to life. I sat down with Steven right before the holiday break, right before he was taken off to El Salvador to basically coordinate and set everything up and get everything going with the program. And a few weeks ago, I actually got a chance to follow up with Steven. And he shared with me his experience out there, some of the obstacles that he faced and just, and the pressure that he feels as someone that, that some might argue is an outsider. Somebody coming from outside of the community trying to create something. And I enjoyed hearing all about his experience, but it was pretty intense. So again, man, I commend Steven for the work that he's doing. And again, the campaign, the GoFundMe is still going strong. So if you want to support, feel free to check it out. The website is GoFundMe.com uh, backslash AFCHA2018. And um, if you want to follow Steven and see the work that he's doing, uh, check it out. It, uh, his handle on Instagram is AFCHA.es. So that's AFCHA, A-F-J-A dot E-S for El Salvador. Anyway, thanks, Stephen, for checking in with us, man. It was a dope-ass conversation. I'm glad to check in with you. I'm, uh, I'm sure we're going to check in again sometime in the near future. I'm excited to see where this program goes. I'm going to keep this short, so here we go. This is episode 15, and this is the return of Stephen Cruz on Pock Talk. Damn, so when did you get there? We took off on December 15th, uh, 14th at night, the red eye, and got there. You got to do the red eye when you go out yeah, there. Yeah, bright and early on the on the 15th, I went with my cousin. Is your cousin involved too in the project? The limitation of his involvement is uh, he, at first, his limitation of his involvement was just like, yo, I just want to go with you. Um, it just so happens to be a really good time over there in December. And I'm, I'm trying to go have a good time, but if you're going for this project, I support you. And if you need me to take anything... Let me know. Let me know. So he had an extra check bag that he wasn't using. You just had to pay. You, like, can, just, you can just pull it in closer to um, you. Yeah, so he had a... So we took off on the, on the 14th of December at night and took the red eye to El Salvador. Um, 
when we're in the airport, my cousin's like, uh, how got, far from the airport do you live? It's Los Amates. Los Amates from Monsignor International Airport, uh, Monsignor Romero. Uh, is about, Who's that? Is that a historical figure of sorts? Yeah. Is it a president? Uh, nah, he's a uh, figure that came out of the Civil War in El Salvador. Um, Romero, Monsignor Romero. I think his name is Oscar Romero. But I'm not 100% certain, so I don't want to sound stupid. <laughs> okay, never mind. But we'll fact check. Yeah, we'll fact check. But he's a he was a priest that spoke on behalf of the people during the Civil War and became a target of the right wing government. Then ultimately led to his assassination in the middle of a mass, very dramatic scene. What made a couple movies out of it? Yeah. So they named a lot of things. He's like the hero of the people of Los of, of Los Amates, of El Salvador in general. Damn. Followed yeah. by you. <laughs> nah, but my uh, my primo was like, um, he's like, hey, bro, I got bumped to first class, so see ya. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm just like, all right, so I get stuck in coach in the middle of all these like abuelitos and uh-huh. abuelitas <laughs> heading back to the old country for Christmas, right? Yeah. And I I had to fill out like six immigration forms in the plane on the way over there because none of them could see in, at night or whatever. But we get there, man, and uh. You can just tell right off the bat, like the difference. The difference as soon as you get off the plane, the air, the humidity, the smell of pollo campero. Is it? Is it already? Is it? How's the weather out there right now? Right now, I believe it's rainy. They only have two seasons. It's like wet and dry. You know, the closer you get to the equator, the more uh, binary. Less, it yeah, exactly. <laughs> the less uh, difference in seasons you experience. But um, got got there. Got off the plane. It's just like. Boom, pollo camperos in the air. Pollo camperos is like that fried chicken that mm-hmm. everybody No, sucks with it. We got it in Guatemala, yeah, too. I think it is a Guatemalan chicken, actually. We get there, man, and the immigration and, you know, everybody checking your bags and stuff, they're like, what is all this stuff? You know, you can just tell they're like, you have 170 pounds of just soccer cleats, backpacks, soccer balls, cones, penny jerseys, uniforms, and just everything. 170 pounds from L.A. to El Salvador. Um it was cool, man. Made the little caravan of uh, drive through fucking through through the west coast of El Salvador and uh, all the way up to northern northeastern El Salvador, which is where Los Amates is. It's about I'd say two hour drive, three in traffic, and the country's the size of LA, so um, population is way higher <laughs> than its capacity. Uh, so and it's about to get worse with the whole TPS thing. Everybody going back. Yeah, they got 200,000 people going back. The but, size of one of the, I think the second or 18, 20 years I've been sending back remisas. And now they're going back to El Salvador and that remisa is being cut off. So a lot of people's lives are radically being impacted by this on like way different levels than mm-hmm. are being understood, I think. Um, so we're Not we're, to mention the people that left for, you know, safety yeah, reasons are exactly. going back. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, I just read about something that happened in Honduras with a lady that was deported. And I think the, that that same night, some gunmen broke into their home. You know, they, they, they're becoming targets because they're, oh, vienes de la USA. Vienes de, from the U.S. You got money. You got, I know you got you money. You didn't come back empty-handed. I know you got money. You've mm-hmm. been gone for 20 years, bro. Like, I, I've, I seen, I've, seen, I've seen how, like, the changes in you being over there have impacted your family. Now you're back, like you didn't up? leave everything behind. So you, so you do become a target, man. Like even even for ourselves, like when we when we initially talked um, a few months ago, was 
like I was, you know, before this is, that was pre, pre-trip, right? And, and I had mentioned how I had been there since I was six months and I had never experienced any encounters with any kind of violence or, or anything like that. I had seen accidents, car accidents, like very bad car accidents and things like that, but I'd never firsthand experienced any, any kind of violence or crime or anything like that, but that was very different this time around. Um, that was very different this time around. And uh, basically um, what I was explaining was the, the rule of law that they have implemented in the country right now is, is impacting people's lives on, on a lot of different levels. Um, at the very, very basic level, on the very first night that we decided to go out to the carnival, you know, they have fiesta patronales for during December for, for all the, the, the colonial towns and things like that. Um, and you see the, the, you see the civil police, right? Like the LAPD type version of, of their police and pretty normal stuff to see that. But then you also see these trucks and Jeeps driving around with dudes in ski masks and automatic weapons, just, you know, chilling and they for some reason have cameramen and you're wondering why do they why is there a cameraman with them but that's so that they can prove that they legitimate they fulfilled their investigation according to the rule of law that they've implemented what's what's happening in el salvador right now is that um anybody who is suspected of being a gang member is a gang member until proven otherwise because you're guilty until proven innocent over there not innocent until proven guilty and, and how do they how do they determine that so they have a lot of intimidation tactics any 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 young male ages 14 through 30 32 is automatically you know a suspect a suspect if you have a backpack or a LA Dodger hat you're a suspect that's Holy like, shit. That's, and like, I, that's all you, dude. You just described yourself. Yeah. So everybody knows I'm always wearing a Dodger lid, you know, got a backpack on, and I'm like, and I'm hearing this. Wait, are you tatted, though? No. Okay. So I'm hearing this. that shit. Right, right, right. So I'm hearing this being explained to me by my uncle as I, I was driving to, to Los Amates from the airport, like two, three-hour drive, you know, telling me, kind of breaking it down, like, yo, I know you came back in, you came in October, but some things have changed around here. In the span of months, you know, and I'm just like, hmm, ah, I've heard it all before. Everybody was always warning me about coming to El Salvador and nothing's ever happened. First night we go out, man, uh, go out with the primos to the fiesta patronales, to the carnival, and just to kind of get out, you know, see see the town, Colonia. It's been a while since I spent December, Christmas time around there, and it's really cool. They have live bands, fireworks, very heavy police presence, and very uh, obvious gang control of different streets and avenues, right? It's very, very vivid. You know, it's no questions asked. Like, it, it's, it, it leaves nothing to wonder. Like, you know who's affiliated, you know what's happening, and you're either about it or you're not. And if you're not, you're going to become victim. You're, vic- you're victimized. Um, so we're, we're leaving the, the carnival after a, a night uh, at the carnival around, like, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock a.m., and we're with, with my, one of my younger cousins who had been drinking. You know, he's uh, 22, I think. He'd been drinking, but he's not very uh, an experienced drinker. You know, we were all having a good time, and it was just us walking back to where we were going to stay for the night. We almost made it when he decides to urinate on, a, on, on a, like a property, like a wall or whatever, just like any drunk guy would do at 2 a.m. Yeah. here in L.A. You know, if you don't have a bathroom right away, you know, if you're a savage, you just, yeah, just post up somewhere, you know, catch a spot. So I didn't even notice, dude, when this happened, but before I knew it, a truck pulls up. And there's a dude, a cameraman with a bright ass light in my face. It was like an episode of Cops, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of surreal. What the fuck? Next thing I know, a dude with a ski mask and an automatic weapon is pointing. I think it was an AR at my cousin Henry, who happened to go with me. Right? Him, I, just to describe my cousin Henry, he's about, 
I don't know, like six feet tall, maybe five eleven. Not not very tall, but he's a very built dude. You know, he just spends all his time in the gym. He's and he's bald headed, so he looks like the ultimate cholo, like a kingpin or whatever, right from Spider Man. And uh, it was very obvious that we weren't from around there. And I'm wearing, you know, I'm wearing my my LA clothes. I'm just like a regular LA cat, but in the wrong place at the wrong time. They're pointing weapons at us, telling us, you know, up against the wall, you get over there. Um, and they're they're not really concerned with me and my cousin, you know. They, as soon as they saw that we were compliant with what they were saying and we were still coherent enough to not be belligerent, they let us go. But my younger cousin, who was... Doing that pee? Yeah, he was very belligerent drunk. And unfortunately, um, was not complying with what they were saying. And it didn't take much for them to really beat the hell out of him. Like, in front of us, you know, very, very, very... Uh, but they didn't touch his face. It was all body. Right. With the butts of the weapons, with the big military boots. Um, and they made him take his shirt off. And I'm wondering, what's that about? But that's how they validate if you're affiliated because you're, you don't have placas, right? You don't have any ta- uh, tattoos or anything like that. But even then, he's, you know, they, they still made, made him pay for, for just not complying with anything. Um, that was the first night there, dude. <laughs> and Holy here's shit. like a group of primos that are like starting a nonprofit organization for the kids of El Salvador. He happens to be wearing one of the fucking jerseys from the academy because he's very happy that we're there. He, you know, he he's the one to plug. He's proud. Yeah. yeah, he gets you know he gets his the shit, but yeah, the dog shit beat out of him. Um, so yeah, man. So so it's very very graphic. Uh, violence is is still permeating through that country through that little dot on the map it's crazy how much violence has gone through that country and, and continues to um for the like and, and for kids too a lot of violence direct like children have have suffered in that country I mean, children have suffered all over the world but i'm through this project learning quickly learning like the history of kids in el salvador and even now these same same age groups of kids that were affected during the civil war are like leaving El Salvador and experiencing violence in Mexico um, on their way here. And then when they get here, it's like a whole nother level of violence, you know, a whole nother level of aggression. And it's, it, these are kids, you know, little girls, very tragic uh, life to live from, from the jump. Uh, so that's kind of where we're like, Okay, like this project need we need we need yeah, like and that, that's really ironic too. We, because like, yeah, because like yeah, dude, you know they, you, it's the, crazy. The irony, the parallels are are wild. Yeah, the school that we started with is known because during the Civil War there was a, a some children that died at that school, and the the community has like it's been like thirty years since the Civil War, like four you know thirty thirty five years. Um, it it's hasn't completely healed. There's still a lot of violence, like in the home, you know, and, and, and in the schools and in the streets and everywhere you turn. And, and it's and it's interesting to think about how we think about violence here, like with kids, right? It's like, oh, you, you can just cut off their, their internet or, or cut off, you don't buy them Grand Theft Auto and, and they don't, you know, you don't take them to R-rated movies and you keep them in safe neighborhoods. You can kind of escape, shelter your kid and shell them away from violence. But if you think about a kid, like an eight-year-old little boy in El Salvador, in that part of El Salvador, um, you just take a second to think about that and it's like, man, what kind of joy do they have? Do they even have an opportunity to be a kid? And that's kind of what we're trying to tackle with the project because we have 63 of them. Fuck. That's crazy. (laughs) And then, and then I think it's funny that like, how do I put this? Like, you like the same thing, I guess the same thing that you're trying to 
I guess, pre- you know, prevent what you're trying to, you know, where, what you're trying to lead the kids away from is what these, these, these people, is what these guys were testing you out. That's why they beat you. That's why they were coming at you because yeah. they thought that they're essentially That's kind of trying really to do... That's a really good fucking point. They're essentially trying to do the same thing. And every time I think about my experience this past December and like this whole project, it's like I, I run into a new parallel, I run into a new irony. This whole TPS thing that just, that, that this whole TPS that's announcement that up, came man. that came out yesterday. Um, I have I have family that's impacted by this. I have a cousin. My cousin Alidio came here in the 90s and used to watch me when I was a kid. My mom used to pay him fresh, you know, people say fresh off the boat in some instances. Well, he was fresh off the fucking fence. Like he had just gotten to LA from Los Amates and a uh, long journey, you know, those trios del norte say tres veces mojados para los centroamericanos. Um, and he started his life, dude, never, never committed any crime, never got arrested for anything bad, uh, for anything in general, started his own business, started off as a dishwasher, moved his way up to buy his own trucker. And he's a truck driver by his own truck. And he's eventually a, a big, big rig truck driver. And he has a pr- great life here in LA, uh, up in, uh, I think Antelope Valley or Lancaster. He's got his, his wife, I believe he has four kids. Over the last 20 years since being here for, with, under TPS, he's built a life for himself, contributed to taxes, uh, contributed to the economy, paid his taxes, contributed to the economy, has helped people, been a good neighbor. Been part of the system. Has exemplified the values of what to be an American is, right, in the pursuit of happiness. And he's a, I can attest, he's a stand-up dude. And now he's got to go home uh, before September 9, 2019 um, is, is when the Salvadorans have been given, the 260,000 plus people have been given to, to, to you know pack their bags or figure some kind of way out. Um, if you think about the context of how small Salvador is and, and the impact to their economy, it's, it's pretty catastrophic. You're, you're talking about the second largest city in El Salvador's population size. The, the, the population size of the second largest population in El Salvador is what's going back. Is going you're just, back. You're just doubling that. Right. There's already a huge, huge uh, problem with unemployment. The jobs that do exist don't pay well. There's no room for anybody because it's a small country with a large population size and now you're adding 260,000 people back. This is the biggest catch, right? Or one of the biggest catches. Those people, like my cousin Alirio, have been here for 20 years, have, have accumulated and saved money and, and, and have done good by their people back home by sending remisas and, and, and taking care of them. But other people have noticed that. People that don't have somebody here. And I, mean, I mean, I just think about sometimes, like I was, like even last time when you told me you were planning this trip, I was like, like low-key concerned for your life, dude. Like I was like... Like, sure, he's doing something good, and I'm sure he, then I know people, people see it, but everyone sees that. And there's some people that aren't worried about, you know, aren't concerned about where you got the money from. They just know that you have access, something of value. You get me? And so I feel like, I mean, you were, you, you were scared? I feel like that, that, in a sense, would make somebody a target. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to scare you. I wasn't I ignorant. Great. I wasn't like, ignorant to it, and I remember thinking about it. That usually when I go down there, ever since I was a kid, I've gone down there and been pretty low key. Somebody picks, you know, family picks you up at the airport, and it's not really publicized or published. 
but this project requires you to be, hey, you know, your face. It's your face. Count down to when we're going, and this is the location that and we're doing it in. And this is where we're in. gonna be. And come if you want to get involved. Use this crowd, this this GoFundMe link to see how much we've accumulated and, and raised for this cause, and it's all very noble and good. But it's also like, hmm, like survival of the fittest kicks in, right? It's also a number, folks. yeah. It's a number and it's money and it's who do you think you are, right? And I did, I have to be very frank. I, it was a very uh, quick eye opener for me to, to because I, 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 from the jump, I, I didn't want to go down there and impose my will on anybody. I didn't want to go down there and say I had the solutions to all the problems. I wanted to go down there and provide access to recreational soccer. And I, I stuck to that. And I think fortunately that I stuck to that, I didn't get in more trouble than I did because I did run into ranch gangsters, you know, because this is the agricultural countryside um, that, you know, just can I have $100? What for? Oh, I need a new sound system. Uh, I'm going to use it for the community. Uh, what do you think I just have $100? Do you think I'm just a piggy bank? Nah, but I saw the GoFundMe page. I know you have $100. You know, and it's like, you. Uh, 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 what do you say to that, right? Like, what, what do you respond to that? These are the same, and, it, and it's crazy to think this way, but these are the same parents of some of the kids that are in the academy. And, and you'd think about that, right? You're like, damn, like, you would think that because you're providing this level of, like, this, this service, this community service to the kids, that you would somehow be a little bit more considerate to, to what we're trying to do. But... Um, that situation is so dire that I, I understand, you know, I'm, I, 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 I don't, I, I'm like, okay, like it's that bad, you know, it's that bad. People have mouths to feed and, um, that's just, you know, two incidences. Right. And it's like the military police is, is fucking people up. Ranch gangsters are, are fucking up nonprofits and it's like, fuck, there's no gasp for air. And that's just when you're there for two weeks. My, my cousin keeps joking around. He's like, bro, we have an expiration date when we come down. 14 days. You pass 14 days, you get pinched. That's, and that's pushing it. The last day that we're leaving for the airport, you saw them just hanging out on the steps of a house across the street next to you, just watching your movement in and out, in and out. And it's very, like I said, from the beginning, it's very obvious. It's not, nothing is left to the imagination. Who's affiliated it's, it's very clear. It's, they have no problem just staring at you, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it was a very, very quick eye-opener and kind of like, okay, like maybe I understand why people were so cautious and, 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 and giving me so much advice on the way out because I was like, I've been here since six months. Everything's been cool, but there was a difference. I'm, I'm now a, uh, not a public figure, but like something I'm out, I'm publishing myself. You, you're, you're a bit of a public figure. I mean, you're in a sense the face of this. Project. Exactly. Right. I, I ha- it requires me to be like, this is me. Like, trust me with your resources to fulfill this mission. Um, but quit very quickly becoming a target. So, what's, what do you think the approach is? Dude? Like, wait, what do you, what I think you it's planning? just being transparent. Right, because my response to to the ranch gangster, I'm gonna call him the ranch gangster. I don't want to name names and shit. Yeah, uh, ranch gangster was. Uh, he's like, yeah, well, I saw the GoFundMe page. I know you got a hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, but I got receipts. I got an Excel sheet with pivot tables that I could show you that you probably never seen before. You know, you've never seen somebody deliver something like this to you, so you're probably not used to 
somebody being 100% honest with like what we're doing here. You know, I'm, I, I'm not using any of the money for my travel. I'm covering my own travel. The money that you've seen that we've collected is already spent on this program. Let me show you, you know. And this was all before we, like the, the second video, right, where, where the kids are given the uniforms, the cleats. Like this was the days leading up to that because we were waiting for Saturday, the first practice where I went and, and distributed the thing. So for, for that period of time, it was still like, like let me see what, what this is all about, dude, because it's hype. People are hype about it. Um, after, kids, after kids were showing up on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings, because you know, the, the field is at the far end of this community, so you have to walk through the whole community to get to the field. That's one of the most beautiful sights on like Saturday morning, Sunday morning. Little kids like in uniform, like in different different sizes, five year olds, eight year olds, fifteen year olds, riding their bike and everything, going toward the field. And my mom's house where I was staying is on on the street. So, you know, hey profe, los vemos ahorita, you know, like just very innocent and happiness and they see what you're doing. They and then, see the and then value these, and they're these, going these people like the ranch gangster kind of take a step back and they're like okay maybe we shouldn't fuck with him but the 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 willingness to is there and the the need the need to is there definitely uh, hey that's intense dude <laughs> uh, that's it's pretty fucking, crazy right yeah it is dude like I, shit i don't know i don't know how i would handle that yeah I, I lost my cool a couple of times, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna front. Um, There's a lot of criticism, a lot of negativity um, about the project. Like, what do what do we what do you you know? A lot of questioning this and that, and it's just. Uh, it was hard for me. The 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 communication barrier as well. You know, I, I speak Spanish. I'm fluent in Spanish, but it's still pocho. You know, you're still yeah. not from here, fool. You know. Yeah. Uh, you're not from LA either, <laughs> you know. Like you're here, you're not American. You're over there, you're not Salvi. Um, you're Pocho. Yeah. So I mean, what? Fuck. What's next? I mean, we completed we completed our first goals, dude. I, I, and it's really cool to to check those off. We started off with a very modest goal of $500 to buy some soccer balls and take them down there to the kids. And That's what you took, though. That, that You took, like, just the resources and stuff, like all the... We took equipment. 170 pounds of, of soccer equipment for kids. And um, with the remaining portion of the donations, we bought all every single one of them a brand-new uniform with the academy. Did you get it made out there? Or yeah, I got it made out there. Okay, so cool. Right. The same cousin that got his ass beat by the military police is the plug. So oh, Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour and all these companies get their fabric from uh, factories down there and are manufactured down there, and then they get sent to Pennsylvania or whatever to get a Nike stamp or whatever right, on it. Right, of course. It. Um, yeah. So that same cousin is the plug. He works at, a, at one of those fabricas and got us a deal with one of the manufacturers of the jerseys. Damn, um, that's a direct plug. Yeah. So holy shit. I'm not gonna disclose what we got, no, but not, it's don't worry it's about it. uh, we're 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 it's nice. We yeah, have it's a very nice, yeah. very nice, very nice setup with, when it comes to that. So every kid got a uniform, um, brand new pair of cleats or slightly used pair of cleats, uh, shin guards, socks, like the whole thing. And these kids, like some of them, have one pair of shoes. You know, like one pair of dress shoes. Um, Sixty-three kids. 60, how many? 63. 63 kids, Jesus. And how many many adults do you have working right now? I have 
a group of six adults um, that are ad- either in some degree administrators, coordinators, jersey plugs, but three Fidemic coaches led by Fito, who we went into last time, is the ex-Division One soccer player that happens to be right. from that same community. Um, that's my dude, man. Like, that that dude is is a reason that this project exists along with you know every every other intricate part like it wouldn't it's come together very organically man it, it's like it's like a lego piece like a lego set and each piece has just made it so so cool and i really just want to sit back and document it because i'm just kind of helping facilitate this but i am in no way in control of of this Where it goes and energy and and, 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 and what's happening, happening dude cuz it, it's it's very it, it's I don't know until you see the kids in person playing and 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 exhausting and escaping their reality for for an hour and a half on a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning. I don't know, man. There's it, it, there's little to compare, and it's there's a lot of like really cool energy behind it, man. And and I I am beyond uh, thankful for the opportunity to be able to do it, you know. And and it's all because of the people that have donated, even if it's a pair of cleats. Or have donated ten bucks. You know, I had one of the undergrads um, at USC uh, donate twelve. First, he donated uh, eight bucks, and then he donated twelve dollars a little bit, like two minutes later, and he's like, "For the cleats," you know. And it's like that—that that is so cool to me, man. You know, because that's—I feel like that's where we are in activism now, dude, and and and, and social type of involvement. There's those of us that can facilitate. Don't necessarily have to create everything, every aspect, and intricately control it. Just kind of facilitate the channeling of resources from here to where it's needed. That could be in the projects in the Bronx, or that can be, you know, deep in the South, and you know, some legal help, or or in Central South and Mexico, you know, anywhere. When do you think you're going back? I already have plans to go back, man. Oh shit! Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm already. Uh, Getting my my wings right for the summer. World Cup is the summer. And, oh, that's gonna be so hype! Out and there. I'm gonna take the opportunity to to build off that hype locally, and I'm trying to get a tournament going. So, 63 kids now. What I want to get to the point is where I have four ki- four teams of two different age groups. So eight teams total, and uh, start to build a league. Like AYSO, like a, a an associated, an association of different little clubs. Yeah. So that parents and, and older community members can become coaches and invest in their kid, their own kid, the organization of their own uh, kids club. Um, right now, it's one academy. Ultimately, it would be cool to start the like dividing the academy into sectors. Maybe start off by having two, you know, south and north or whatever, right. and then they compete. They collaborate and then expand to maybe like maybe yeah. possibly the next little town over or whatever. Yeah. Get people. Yeah. I'm sure that once you get people that are like uh, that that see it and they they'll come out and see the. It's, like, hey, it's, it's been, been happening more and more. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, you definitely need somebody else to like. They damn because you can't do that shit on your own, man. Yeah. It's too many kids, sixty three kids, and yeah. damn, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I feel like, I, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't get I don't get. The opportunity to like hang out with the kids or like do the be at practice every Saturday and Sunday. That's Vito, uh, my cousin Hector, and my cousin Oscar, who who are the coaches and you know the people that help him. I'm over here, you know. So the only ex- window I have is like I, I got them a Samsung 
phone to like be able to take better photos and videos. I'm like, I need photos and videos of every practice. I need uh, attendance taken. I need to know like who's behaving, who's not. Like I need, I, and, and it's helping them because they're learning Excel. They're watching YouTube videos on how to create different. They're types developing of, actual skills. Yeah. Actual so skill it, it's it's like I said, it's organically on its own kind of organizing yeah, and becoming a, yeah. something sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you need once mm-hmm. it becomes sustainable. Sustainable model. Yeah. That's dope, man. Well, you know, I'm, you know, it's been 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But uh, I mean, dude, again, um, that's a cool th- little recap. Yeah, dude. Thanks a lot for again. Thank you. Good luck on everything. Uh, thank you for doing this shit. You know, because that's kind of that's kind of shit that changes lives. You know. So, yeah, man. Thanks if, for having me, and of course. Uh, thanks for the beer. Yeah, it's of course. A thank you. You're all. You know, you're always welcome. You want to hit it, hit us with the plug again? Where do we plug? Where do we, where do we find you? I know so you, you just started an IG page. Yeah, so we just launched our Instagram page, um, Bacalos underscore A F J A. So that's P A C A L O S underscore A F J A uh, on IG. GoFundMe page is still the same. And I'll link you as yeah, well. Yeah, you, you you can uh, provide the link for people to, to check us out on. There's still a, a, a crowdfunding campaign going or? You, it's or? ongoing. Um, okay, cool. I don't, I don't see a reason to close it out because we still need resources. Yeah. We are switching over to a more direct model. Uh, Is gonna, it PayPal or anything? Right. What's so gonna we're going to be, we're going to be setting up the PayPal, Venmo, um, okay. cash app, whatever, you know, you could write us a check and, and Facebook message, you know, yeah, tax deductible donations. You know, we're, we're also going to be selling, uh, jerseys, from from the academy, we have a lot of people that are from Los Amantes living here that want to you know contribute in in some way, and then it's like oh you know they want to represent to the academy. So um, lots of ways for you to get involved. If you have a pair of cleats, if you have a soccer ball that you need to get rid of, you know I need it. And there's a kid in El Salvador and in other places that would greatly appreciate the time and and just you know any any kind of donation that you can afford. Sweet. Thanks a lot, dude. Cool. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being part of this hashtag support Brown podcast, hashtag support POC podcast movement. Really appreciate your support. You know, this is the most important part of the show. This is where I ask you for a huge favor. I ask you to share this episode and go on the Apple Podcast app or the Google Play Music or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts and you rate us uh, five stars and you give us a review uh, and let us know because that's what keeps us coming back. And if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to write us at pocktalkpod at gmail.com. Our website is pocktalkpod.com and you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at pocktalk and on Twitter at pocktalk1. And we'll catch you next time on Pocktalk. Talk.